Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today we're going to talk about the midterm elections. As you know, sometimes I make the broadcast and it's broadcast the next day. And in this case, since I had Augusto Perez on for three days, I'd already made those broadcasts, so I'm just now getting around to discuss the midterm elections. But there is some important information to discuss about that. First of all, I want to give you a disclaimer. I love all people. Uh, that's Democrats and Republicans. So what I'm about to say, I'm not trying to beat up on my brothers and sisters, even if they're a Democrat. I want to see the kingdom of God built. I want to see all people go into eternity in a glorified body. I want to see everyone saved. So if what I'm about to say sounds like I'm actually attacking the Democrats, please understand that's not really my heart. That's not really my point. That's not what I'm trying to do. Please remember, I'm actually a soul winner. And like Jesus, you know, he didn't come for the healthy, but he came for the sick that need a physician. So I say this, that all those that have not come to make Jesus king of their heart may do so before the door is actually closed. According to several surveys I've seen on Fox News, as that's about the only thing I watch, I get all kinds of emails and uh, information in emails, which, by the way, my email is ask. Stan at prophecyclub.com, which, by the way, I need to also say something about that. Don't misunderstand my heart. In other words, if you get a dream, unless it is for the nation, and unless you're real sure it is for the nation and that it's from God, then probably don't need to waste your time sending the dream to me. I know I read a lot of dreams and visions, but I do so because I think God has given me a special gift to be able to spot the genuine from the fake. I think they're important, but even though I read a lot of them, please understand that probably most people that get dreams and visions, they're really not from God. What they really are is an invitation to get closer to God. Many of them are not really for the nation. They're for you personally or for your family or something like that. That's not trying to discount because I do believe that we're coming into the time when great miracles are going to be hitting and more and more and more God is going to be speaking to more people. But I just want to let you know, probably most of the time, <laughs> you don't need to send me your dream. Uh, I say that because I've been getting a lot of dreams sent to askstan at prophecyclub.com and they're mostly not for the nation. I'm looking for words from God for the nation or for the world. In other words, prophecies, big-time prophecies, and that's what we put on the air, and then very, very few of them. Uh, I can tell you, I, how do we say, I, I get a lot of things that I don't put on the air. So anyway, let's go on. So according to several surveys I've seen on Fox News and other places, about 54% of America are Democrats. Democrats, in general, for my explanation here, are generally not Christians. I said that the midterms, I thought, would be the biggest Republican landslide in American political history. Now, that was not a thus saith the Lord, just because many of the things that I do put out are thus saith the Lord. As a person, I still have the opportunity to give my opinion. And so I was giving my opinion. But that's what it was. It's not a prophecy. It's not a thus saith the Lord. I said the Dems would be kicked out left and right. Well, in my opinion, I don't think that happened as I was thinking it was going to happen. In my opinion, that did not happen anywhere close to what I thought it was going to happen. That was not, thus saith the Lord. That was my opinion. I explained how I arrived at that opinion 
But if I get into that, then we won't get to the very important points I want to make in this broadcast. So my point is, I was hoping our fasted prayers would have a much more powerful effect on the election. And I was hoping and praying that America was a whole lot cleaner than she showed herself to be. In other words, I'd like to think that America had less sins and more people had Jesus in their heart than 54% of America being Democrats. I'd hoped and prayed that the election of Donald Trump showed America was wanting righteousness, but now in that so many of the Republicans did not win in the midterms shows me that apparently we had not taken the giant steps toward righteousness that apparently I thought that we had. So what is really going on? I believe that right now America is being weighed in the balances as we speak right now. As Jeremiah 51 verse 9 says, we would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her and let every man return into his own country. Now, I do not think that it is time yet to leave America. When that time comes, believe me, you will be hearing me scream loud and clear. It's time to go. But the time is not yet. I still think we have been allotted a little time. This is our cleaning nation time. This is the time when we're supposed to be getting all of our brothers and sisters to clean up their life. This comes to us from Sundar Salvarej. And he said, the Lord spoke to me about this nation. What you need to do is not revival. What you need to do is to put your house in order. Now, let's pause a second. See, I think that's what God is calling us to do right now, is to clean up our nation, not necessarily the church to go into revival. Yes, revival would help. But when he says you need to put your house in order, I think he is referring specifically to elections, to getting the corrupt people out of top political and business and law enforcement leadership, FBI, DOJ, and things like that. Let's go on. When Mr. Donald Trump was elected president of the United States, the Lord spoke and said, quote, his election is a sign that I'm giving you four years of grace. Last chance grace, four years to put your house in order. Pause again. I think that's talking about political order, business order, law enforcement order, not necessarily church in order. Yes, church needs a lot of order, but that is not what he's speaking to here. Four years to get your act right. Four years to put your life right. Four years to restore all things back to order. Four years to get rid of all the leaven from your midst. Four years to take the bride to make her ready. You have four good years left. If, now listen carefully, if you make good on these four years, then you will have many more good years to come. Okay, pause just a second. What did he just say? He just said that the conclusion of America may come in 2020. Please do not put words in my mouth. Please quote me correctly. I have not said the fall of America is going to happen in 2020 or 2021. What I have said is let's put it on a scale of one to five in terms of how close I think we are to that. In other words, if there's a Category 5 hurricane, that's as big and bad as it gets. So I'm going to put it on the same scale. In terms of 5 is me saying, yes, I think that 2020 or 2021 is the fall of America. I'm not at a 5 yet. I'm at about a 3, meaning I'm about halfway there. I'm not. There's several things I can see that makes it appear 2020, 2021 is possibly the time of the fall of America. But 
There are some other things that I see. No, no, maybe we have more time. So I'm not ready. And believe me, I can't tell you how many times I've prayed and asked God to confirm and to tell me when America falls. I have not got the answer. And so pretty much until I see more, I'm not ready to say we're up to five yet. What I am saying is we are certainly on the path. We're marching in that direction. Now, go back to what Salvarez said. He said, if you make good on these four years, then you will have many more good years to come. Meaning, if America can clean her house, fix up her political house, remove some of the corruption, and I think that that is specifically and directly saying we have got to round up these 60,000 sealed indictments, these corrupt people that have been doing pedophilia, sex trafficking, and corruption. That's what the executive order says specifically. If we can clean them up, I think that's really what he's saying. I think he's saying if you can rest those 60,000, that's a must. But I don't think it's everything. I think it's just a start. Okay, you didn't eat the whole bowl of ice cream. You just took one bite. There's still a lot more ice cream to eat. (laughs) And there's still a whole lot more evil out there that needs to be removed. Oh, let's go on now. If you fail in putting your house in order in these four years, I'm going to say this. In other words, if you fail to remove these 60,000 and other such corruption, I think that's what he's really saying. If you fail in putting your house in order these four years, now listen carefully to these next words, then great tribulation and great captivity will come. Now, I know that we prophecy students refer to the great tribulation as the last three and a half years. That's not. A, I don't think he's trying to say that. I think he's trying to say the seven-year tribulation, meaning the fall of America and then the rise of the world government, will happen immediately thereafter. I think that's all accurate. Tell the people to pray for the president very much because there is a danger for his life. Pause again. I've heard that there has been 12 assassination attempts on our president. Every day I pray. Well, here's the prayer if you want to use the prayer, go ahead and use it with me or pray with me. Matter of fact, our fast track team, this prayer is part of the fast track prayer. Lord, protect Donald Trump, his family, staff, and presidency from all harm and evil. Expose all tricks, traps, traitors, and assassination attempts and stop them and Robert Mueller. Give him eight years. Help him drain the swamp, kick out the scorpions and snakes, and heal our land in Jesus' name. A danger for his life and for his presidency. If he fails to complete his term, you see, heaven has determined four years of grace. It has been apportioned for you. If he does not complete his term, the time of grace is aborted. Hold on, hold on. What that just say? If he does not complete his term, that's not talking about eight years. That's talking about four years. In other words, there is a chance our president will not make it to the four years. If he does not complete his term, the time of grace will be aborted. If the time of grace is aborted, you will go into your captivity. When his presidency is aborted, the church in the United States will be held accountable before God. God will hold you, meaning Americans, accountable for all the mess that will come upon this nation as a result of the abortion. There's not one scripture in all of the Bible that refers to uh, the killing of unborn children being done in America as the reason America falls. Revelation 18.24 says, In her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and that were all the slain upon the earth. Meaning, America is supposed to be the wall that holds the new world order back, holds the devil back, but we do know that the eagle's wings of Daniel chapter 7 are plucked. 
We do know that Revelation 18 and several other chapters refer to the fall of America. I'm not trying to make that point today, so I'm going to move on. But what it is saying is that there is an attempt, a plot, a plan to take our president out. And if that happens, then I can certainly see that whatever happens after that is going to be really, really bad. You have to understand they want to take out President Trump because in their eyes, let me say it again, in their eyes, he represents Christ. So if you're not, please begin to pray for our president every day. We lose him, and I think it is persecution coming right around the corner. Now, let's talk about that four years of grace. So this is a respite, according to what he was told by the four angels. That respite is a short pause in something uncomfortable. Right now, America, yes, I know, it seems like we're doing good, great economy. And I mean, I love listening to Donald Trump and his rallies, too. I mean, it encourages my heart. And I wish he was just correct. But unfortunately, it's, that's not what the prophecies say. Nevertheless, I think we are in the time. When it is our opportunity to heal, Jeremiah 51 verse 9, I think that the 60,000 arrests are still coming. I still think the EAS message, that's the emergency alert system message, will still be sent saying national emergency. I put out a video, also mentioned it on the radio several times, that on October 3rd, I thought that there was a 95% chance that the EAS message, which is kind of like an amber alert on your phone, it's got the, you know, the beep, beep, beep message. I thought it would probably say national emergency, but the Kavanaugh hearings delayed that. I still think that they're planning to do that. And I checked with Q. He is now posting again. And I believe, and I'll try to get to that here. I believe that's what he's saying, that they are still marching toward that. But let's finish what I'm trying to make my point. So, so why? Why do they have to have the EAS message? Well, you go before a judge, and if you're a law person and you get a search warrant or an arrest warrant, just because you have the piece of paper in your breast pocket does not mean anything has happened. You have to go out and serve those papers, hand those papers to the person, search the place, arrest the person, whatever the papers direct you to do. But the point is a person has to be served. The EAS message is service to America. Somebody getting served, you got to have service. You have to walk up and present those papers to them. The EAS message to America will service America, meaning the United States will then be under a national emergency. Now, let's go on to talk briefly about Q. And I'm, I've got a lot I want to say about Q, but I don't have time to say it all in this broadcast. So I'm just going to say a couple of things. We'll talk about him probably in tomorrow's broadcast, especially after we get more information. One of my best friends emailed me this morning and said, well, I guess Q has been proven to be wrong because he said trust Sessions and now Sessions has resigned. Well, we Christians, see, we expect a certain standard from other Christians. If those Christians lie or deceive us or do some of the other things that are against Christ, we walk away because we are truth and righteousness only. However, the world of politics is a very dirty world. Q operates in that dirty world of politics. And in his posts, he has openly admitted several times that he uses disinformation. Here are some of the places. He says, for example, 
Now, do you understand why mirrors and disinformation is necessary? Logical thinking. Another post. Operations underway. Operators active. Disinformation is real. Disinformation is necessary. Silent war, parenthesis, some gets out, parenthesis. Another post says, paint the picture. Disinformation exists and is necessary. Well, okay, let's take just a second. Let's look at the trust sessions post. If the president had had Q put out something like Sessions going to be asked to resign the day after the midterms, he would have telegraphed his move and probably some of the cockroaches would have run for the cracks and, and they would have stayed hidden. So in a way, I can see why he had to say trust Sessions so that he wouldn't reveal his hand. Now, I have to understand Q is not, not operating under Christian standards. He's actually fighting evil and our best inside source of information. So when we have understanding of Bible prophecy, we can see past most of the deception and the disinformation. What we're looking for is the truth. So, no, I don't think Q is lying. I don't think he has missed it. I think he is still on target. I still think the 60,000 roundup is coming. I still think they'll use an EAS message to send it out. And I still think that at this point, that may come any day now. Now let's talk about how that fits in with Bible prophecy. I'll remind you, as I've said several times, August 8th, 2015, sitting in this chair, looking at this computer monitor at this desk, I heard audible words, and they said, this is the time of miracles. Then it was downloaded to my heart in a millisecond that as the judgment hits, so will the miracles. Now, I was assuming that they would be the Joel chapter 2 double portion miracles. But what Pastor Massey was told is, no, it's not double portion miracles. It's sevenfold miracles, which that kind of confirms with what uh, Prophet Sundar Salvarej was shown when the four angels visited him on July the 6th of 2018 and said, no, uh, no one, including us, the four angels talking to him, no one has seen the kind of miracles that are about to hit the land. Why is that going to happen? We're going to talk about that. I think the next move of God, God is calling America to break out of normal ways, normal thinking, normal politics, normal church, and I'm even going to say normal understandings of Bible prophecy. Two years ago when I started memorizing the book of Revelation before I got this book, I did not know anything that's in this book that hopefully we're going to have out by around the first of the year. I didn't know any of it. So God is doing a new thing. I believe that God is beginning to separate the sheep from the goats in the body of Christ, as well as in the nation, as well as in the world. Meaning, it, as evil is becoming more evil, the lukewarm is beginning to grow hotter. Darkness is beginning to get darker. You'll see light become brighter. You'll see Democrats moving more to the left. Republicans, we see, are now moving more towards the right. The Democrats are moving more towards communism. The Republicans are moving more towards capitalism. We see sinners are now beginning to send more, more hate, more anger, more filth, killing people more. 
whereas those in the middle are now being forced to choose. Do I go left? Do I go right? There's a forced choosing. And the right is moving more towards Jesus. Many of the Christian churches are starting to wake up. I see it, and we're going to see it more and more. The non-gun believer is now considering purchasing weapons for the first time. You mean like the Christians have been doing for a long time. Conservatives purchased a lot of weapons when evil, the evil Obama, was in control. But now the left are the ones beginning to purchase the guns like crazy. What is going on? I believe that what the sevenfold miracles were about to say, let, let me also say what I think the judgment is. I think the judgment will start with the 60,000 people round up. Because when we see the 60,000 arrests, you can rest assured there's going to be at least 60,000 people that are out there protesting. And I don't think they're going to be peacefully protesting. Yes, some of them will. But rest assured, they're not going to get their way. They're not going to get these 60,000 people released. And so consequently, it's going to get more and more violent. I don't think it's just going to be breaking windows and burning buildings and burning businesses. I think it's going to be bullets and blood. I think what we're about to see, I don't know when, but I, I think the next season is moving us toward bullets and blood, not Bibles. Well, actually, what we're going to see is the right moves more towards the Bibles. The left moves more towards the bullets and blood. You see what I'm saying? Okay. In that, that is the judgment. As the trouble hits, so are the miracles. Now let's talk about the miracles. Jeremiah sixteen nineteen through 21. O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. Now that word day of affliction, that's a date stamp. That tells us when this prophecy takes place. The day of affliction is the day of trumpets, the final day of trumpets, which is the judgment seat of Christ, the day Jesus returns to burn up the tares, and two other angels with sharp sickles return to to beat, to crush, to slice the grapes, the wine press of God, where the blood rises to the horse's bridles by a thousand six hundred furlongs. That's the day of affliction. But what it's saying is, as we're getting close to that, in my opinion, we're getting close to it. When he says, O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge, he's saying, in the last days, my brothers and sisters, my sons and daughters would be a correct way to say it. I am going to be there. He says what he spoke to me August 8th. As the judgment hits, so will my miracles. He's going to meet the devil step by step, inch by inch, pound for pound. Everything the devil does, God is going to be there. O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say. Now, these are the people that have rejected Jesus. Okay, They will say, surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit, and have made unto themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, behold, I will this once. That word there once means only one time in human history God is going to show his hand. He's going to show his strength. He's going to show his miracles. He can show a whole world just one time who he is. That's what he's saying. Therefore, behold, I will this once cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is the Lord. And the word in the Hebrew there is Jehovah. So what that's saying is near the time of Armageddon, when you're in the last days, the Gentiles from around the world 
Gentiles are the people that are not Israelites, okay? The Gentiles are from around the world, the ends of the earth, are going to say, you know what? We've been lied to. This God we've been worshiping, he ain't God. Wrong. Well, our, our fathers told us that this God, this whatever the name of the God is, I don't even like to say the other name of the other gods, that that's not really God. They've made unto themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once, this once, just once, I'm going to cause them to know. I'm going to show them my hand and my might, and they will finally know that my name is the Lord. Now, what does that? I think that's great miracles, but it's not just healings, brothers and sisters. It's financial miracles. It's all kinds of miracles. You go to Joel chapter 2, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That's what he's saying. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men will say visions. See, that's what the angel told Dimitri, that the day would arrive when he speaks to all of his people, then as he spoke to Dimitri when he was here. Now, Dimitri, he asked God a question. He either got an audible voice in his ear answering him, or the angel came in the night, tapped him on the hand, woke him up, and told him the answer to his prayer. I'm telling you, that is just around the corner. Now, when I mean just around the corner, I don't know. But I mean, same. in the spirit, that's the next stop. Okay, You're on a train. Don't know exactly when the stop is going to be, but the next stop is what I'm describing, that stop. And also upon my servants and upon the handmaidens in those days will I pour out my spirit. I will show, and here's another time stamp, date stamp. I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood, fire, and pillars of smoke. Uh, that sure sounds like nuclear, doesn't it? That sounds like maybe the fall of America there. The sun should be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Now, that happens in like the last 72 hours before Jesus returns. But again, that's a date stamp. And the terrible day of the Lord come. That is, again, the day of trumpets, the day Jesus returns. That's the judgment seat of Christ. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. And of course, well, I'll, I'll skip that explanation. Let's go on to Joel 3.1. For behold, in those days and in that time, I will bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. Captivity there does not mean jail or prison. It means wealth. I will once again gather wealth into Israel. And I will also gather all nations. That's Armageddon. I will bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. So when he says gather all nations, that's Matthew 13.30, which says, Gather ye first the tares and bind them into bundles. That's him gathering all nations. That's the two angels that go out to gather the nations, the kings of the earth, and all the nations unto the great battle of that great day of God Almighty. That is the day of the Lord. That is the day of trumpets. That is the judgment seat of Christ. That is Armageddon. That's the burning of the tares and the gathering of the wheat. I will gather all nations. I will bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. That's for the battle of Armageddon. I will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. So Israel will be parted. We just pray that America does nothing but bless Israel and does not force Israel to part their land. If America forces Israel to part the land, God will part America which is why I recommend you get what we call the Wake Up America gift offer. It's at prophecyclub.com. You get two DVDs and a book valued at $75 for a gift of $30. 
Wake Up America is Dimitri Dudem, and you'll actually see the man giving his testimony. And by the way, that is me introducing him at the beginning of the DVD. And the book Prophecies of the Fall of America, which is all of his dreams, visions, testimony, and everything, along with his grandson and also my wife, Prophet Leslie Johnson, all of their prophecies in one book. And then I teach through 193 scriptures showing you where America is in the Bible. Two DVDs and a book valued at $75, all for a gift of just $30 at prophecyclub.com. You can watch the DVDs instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. Get my last two DVDs, Revelations on Revelation and Kings and Priests, both of them, three DVDs for a gift of just $40 at prophecyclub.com. Revelations on Revelation, 12 Revelations on Revelation, 12 tips on memorizing scripture. Jesus is not the primary message of Revelation. What is? My biggest revelation, the morning star and lots more. And Kings and Priests, what's the third woe? Who are the nations? Are all the saints kings and priests or some kings, some priests? What is the difference between kings and priests and much more? Both DVDs gift of $40 at prophecyclub.com. Revelations on Revelation, kings and priests. Prophecyclub.com, gift of $40. God will bless you.